Hey there, and welcome to the Death to Vanilla podcast. I'm Steven Burkhart, the host of the show and the founder of Burkhart Creative Agency. If you're looking for fresh ideas and tactical advice on how to take your marketing to the next level, you have come to the right place. We interview industry professionals who teach us how to courageously create, boldly innovate and experiment, and they teach you to do the same. Now we are super grateful that you're here and watching, but if you're looking to get off your phone and have a little less screen time, we have an audio only version of the show, and we have links to that show in the description below. Without further ado, let's get into the show. I wanna cause no problems. I just wanna live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Me and my dons ain't mobsters, but you know when you see imposters, we know how to read them faces, same way you know how to read them comments. If you wanna talk, let's talk, but around here, make sure you're walking talk is constant well hey everybody thank you so much for joining us for the death of vanilla podcast i'm your host Stephen burkhart with burkhart creative agency and we have got an amazing guest on the show today um he is uh johnny savage and he's uh, a member of the steering committee for the associated general contractor national business development forum that's quite a mouthful <laughs> yeah, big mouthful. <laughs> uh, don't i do not want to say that 10 times fast so um <laughs> But yeah, so he's the, the chief estimator at uh, DBR General Engineering and manages the business development there. Um, so we, we got to talk earlier and he's uh, always trying to find outlets for his creative thought processes and found over the years that marketing and events were always a side project wherever he went. Um, so he started a social media business a couple of years ago and it grew into a side hustle where he consults businesses and how to effectively manage their pipeline, market their value and create a name for themselves. Um, and you actually, uh, I was looking it up and you write proposals for a host of government agencies and create the RFP responses, estimates and business proposals for DBR. So you have got a lot going on. A lot going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and thankfully, a lot from and like being with uh, AGC Business Development, um, the, a lot of the people who need advice are small businesses who don't have this massive marketing team. And so um, I've developed a lot of practices that work for what I'm doing with, you know, I've got a million responsibilities. So I got to I got to kind of hone in and figure out how to do this effectively without spending too much time or you know, without having a huge team behind me. So um, that's, that's been a huge advantage advising other companies. Cause you know, like there's a lot of business development marketing advice out there. That's like, well, just do this. And it's like, well, that's 40 hours a week. Like I have other things to do. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been cool to, to walk people through the, all the stuff that I've learned and, and, uh, and how to speed things up. So, yeah. That is the, uh, the curse of a smaller company is uh, they want to expand, uh, but either they can't or are not willing to part with the money to really run the marketing engine that's going to bring in the money to help them continue to expand. And it kind of sounds like you found a, a little bit of a, a happy medium for them in the meantime. So what, what yeah. about, so it says you started the social media company. So what problems were you seeing um, that you thought social media would actually solve for them? Well, so trustworthiness was a huge problem when I was in insurance. Um, everybody just, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for somebody who you can trust. And, um, and the company I was with, we had, we had been a endorsed local provider for Dave Ramsey. Oh, cool. Um, and so, but like anybody we were bringing in that, first of all, didn't know Dave Ramsey, uh, the, the financial advisor or, 
people who are just coming off the street who didn't know that we were associated with any kind of trustworthy financial advising, like, um, you know, how do you, how do you make sure that that new lead, uh, you know, show like sees that care that you have in your business. And so, um, while I was there, um, I started to all the different agents started to come to me because I was trying to post, you know, on social media about, you know, what I did and, and how I was connected to Dave Ramsey. Um, and so I was really building a, I was building that, that value proposition into people's businesses. And mainly it was, um, it started as a way to, um, to convince new clients to actually sign up with the business, um, to, to kind of, instead of just like having a one website landing page, like to continually be reminded, right. You need to have seven points of contact with the new client before they'll, they'll trust you. Right. And so, um, that's kind of what it was built for, uh, that, that model. Um, and then, yeah, I, cause I just, as I moved to construction, it was like, well, there's different problems, but you always need to show your value to new people who are dealing with you. Um, and sometimes that's not clients. Sometimes that's subcontractors. Sometimes that's, um, you know, vendors, but you know, you kind of want to build that reputation and social media was a really good way to do that. Um, but yeah, like I found that it's tied to so many other things. It's not just, you know, posting, you know, Hey, this is what we're doing. It's trying to create a online presence that, that mirrors what you have in person, the kind of business you really are. So, yeah. And if you're trustworthy, then it goes well. And if you're not, then it doesn't because people can see through the, the BS, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's what they say is like uh, good marketing will help you fail faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the unfortunate side effect, but Hey, if you're, if you're doing something legitimate, then you don't got to worry about it. But, um, okay. So that's interesting. So for, so you're saying for, you know, cause you know, death to vanilla is this idea of like standing out. So you get noticed instead of ignored. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's this idea that sometimes you got to do something wild and crazy, uh, to get seen, but at the same time, it kind of seemed like for that specific industry, one of the biggest differentiators was just going to be simply, how do we tell the story of why we're trustworthy? And that was exactly. enough to stand out uh, against other levels of competition. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what what kind of so what kind of content did you guys end up making that helped really solidify that trustworthiness? Um, yeah, it was a lot of a lot of educational videos um, with insurance that really that really sold it. Um, but now now in construction, the um, finding the right points of contact and, and showing that you're related to the right kind of people, uh, that you do business with the right kind of people uh, is a huge, huge indicator of how successful like your business is or, or how trustworthy your business is. So um, yeah, I think, I think when you're doing posts, you got to think about, you know, the perception from other people is, you know, who are you tagging? Right. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're constantly like, sharing content and and integrating uh, other businesses that you identify as valuable other people will value them too right and so um, if you're tagging you know charities and and stuff in your business then you know that that really are part of your business model you have a a value proposition and so what we were doing is is obviously tagging 
you know, Dave Ramsey team, we were tagging, you know, uh, financial advisors, and we were trying to like show that we're trying to teach people about money. Um, in construction, what I, what we try and do is show that we are a part of the construction um, world. We're part of, um, we're part of, you know, like it's a small world in construction. <laughs> and so Fair. if you can, if you tie yourself to the people that are known as trustworthy, you know, it's like there's certain general contractors that you don't want to be associated with and certain ones that you do. Um, and there's certain, you know, groups like AGC is a great one where there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of connective tissue that runs through like associated general contractors. And so if you can find those networking groups or those, you know, those, uh, those nonprofit organizations that tie your industry together, um, then you show that you're associated with the right kind of people in your industry. And so I've, I've really, I've really valued, um, becoming friends with, you know, the, the social media people at these big organizations. And, um, and by being that repeated person, they're more likely to share your content. You know, they're more likely to work with you. Um, and then of course, doing stuff that's more valuable. I know like for me, um, a, a huge, uh, you know, a huge portion of the construction industry is making ties to, um, you know, like uh, the values that your company has. And on social media, it's so hard to do. Like if, you, if you're really good at actually accomplishing the work, how do you show that on social media, right? I mean, you could show a job being done, but they don't know the detail. They don't know if you delayed or, you know, and so there's certain, there's certain companies and, um, and practices that you can tie in and talk and have a conversation on social media and if you bring in the right people, then you're, you're going to start to be in front of the correct people. So that's been a huge, that's been a huge asset to our company is just to like be tagging the agencies we work with, the subcontractors that we have. And then the big, there's like a, there's a charity organization that tries to diversify construction. They're called CARE, C-A-R-E. And, um, and we've been tied to them for a little while. And just by being a part of that and like tagging them consistently, then the other companies that work with them see us. And so it's, uh, they're like, oh yeah, these guys, these guys are like, they care about diversity. They care about making sure there's, you know, representation in their company. Um, and that kind of stuff is just, it's, it's essential, but you gotta be honest. Um, I love the term, I love the, the name of this podcast, right? Um, Death to Vanilla, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> because, if you're doing things in a way that's inauthentic, people can taste it, you know? Um, like, I don't know, there's, 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 some, there's flashy stuff you can do to get noticed that doesn't have to be inauthentic. And that's, that's my goal, is to find the right agencies and people to tie social media posts and, and uh, be in the right groups with that, uh, that prove that authenticity. And I, I think, I think the hardest thing is to sit down and identify a business development plan where you are building relationships with those types of people, right? And so um, my model has always been to um, has been to like treat marketing as if it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the people that you would talk to um, in traditional marketing paths. You know, if I was going door to door to these different agencies, how am I going to actually like? you know, who would I be talking to? And it's building those relationships. It's not just posting blindly, it's reaching out to those agencies and, you know, building a relationship with their social media people. So, yeah. 
Are you trying to suggest that the word social is in social media? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy how, so a lot, like think of any big corporation, right? On how they do social media. And it's like, hey, it's St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And like, what does that matter to me? <laughs> like, why are you even sending that out as a post? And then you see organizations like Wendy's, you know, and they, they, they tweet back and forth with like people and, and they show kind of a, a tongue in cheek attitude on social media and it builds this personality and it's like dude i i like those guys <laughs> i want to go buy a burger for wendy's <laughs> oh right i mean it's just <laughs> wendy's cracks me up because it's one of those ones where like their model is exactly what most businesses fear which is that they're going to oh. say something and it's going to get taken the wrong way and somehow wendy's has like kept it just like tasteful enough that it's like it's like kind-hearted and funny but it's like also like wow they really burned burger king like they're really savage but like somehow it's just not like totally mean i guess i don't know it's just kind of crazy it's really impressive well, to be honest and it's it's that authenticity i mean i don't know if, uh, if you follow shay robottom on linkedin um but she's a she's kind of an influencer and uh, the first real video that got traction is she admitted she had depression Mm. In, a, in a marketing video and i was like like i watched that video and i was like dude this this lady is just like being real and like she just kind of walked through her life and then talked about her depression and like twenty thousand vid you know viewers the next day it's like that's cool that's some authenticity so um that's that's something that i i i think is hard to replicate with like a a, a quick post but if you can find ways to be authentic or you know actually funny like it's you know lean into it you know and it's like who can vanilla right like if you're posting the safe thing who cares like why waste your time on social media you know like there's there's great ways to build a, a clientele book right or write good proposals and you know make make your sales calls whatever but like if you want to be successful on social media you kind of just got to be be yourself and um i think that's a that's a key to what we do here but um i encourage a lot of people that i work with to make authentic videos be on podcasts and share authentically what they're dealing with because also yes jokes at somebody else's expense really do well and then uh yeah like stuff where you're you're sharing stuff that you're not supposed to share in a professional setting are really successful yeah so yeah, it's it's been really interesting just talking about like the social aspect of it. There's even been uh, one or two local companies where they they posted about like an event, an event that people have got to have questions about. I've responded to that event and gotten no response. Not even it, it wasn't even read. Like you know, like when you post an or you DM on Instagram, it'll at least mm -hmm. at least usually tell you if it's gotten seen or something like that. Nothing, and it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like what, like you mm. said, it's like, why did you even bother posting? Like if you weren't even going to respond, I mean, we're talking like a local company, one storefront, one, it's, you yeah. know, it's not like Walmart. If Walmart ignores me, I'm gonna, not going to be the least bit surprised. Um, right. You know, not because they're jerks or something, but because like they probably have like a million comments a day. So like mm -hmm. if I slip through the cracks, I'm not going to be shocked. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wild. In fact, to your comment about the content, there was a podcast I was listening to and the guy was uh, talking about 
really taking the content the next level and you know making it worth posting right and so mm -hmm. he was talking about like if you were like a fitness expert you know, like saying something like here are three steps to performing well one is hydrate it's like that's not helpful information like everybody knows that they're supposed to hydrate more uh and he's like okay so then like how do i make this how do i make this just a little bit better and it's like okay um so for him it was like he looked up how much water do olympic athletes drink when they're training mm. and so then it was like okay like so that was now a, like even you i can literally see like interest on your face i don't know the yeah. answer so sorry to ruin it for you oh, but, but uh, as opposed to drink water to right. drink this much water because the pros do it like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So then it's like, okay, so then now you've got something that's actionable, interesting, something you probably mm -hmm. didn't know before. And uh, it takes a post and with this much more effort makes it fat, like significantly more fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. But what, so, so I wanted to put you on the spot for a question. Uh, well, I don't actually want to put you on the spot, but I, I just, it just do it. Um, <laughs> do it, do it. So, you know, we're talking about having, you know, like partially savage com or, uh, posts um, potentially. And we've yeah. also talked about being authentic, uh, authentic and stuff like that. I feel like that's really easy for someone who's at the top of the food chain, right? Like I own mm. my own business. If I want to be savage or if I want to be honest with something going on in my life, guess who I have to ask? Nobody. Right. right. But at the same time, mm. you know, so then how, like you work inside of a company, how do you navigate or how have you seen other people navigate being a, a person who's posting or commenting or running social media for a company where maybe them being off, you know, authentically raw about their life isn't, you know, it's maybe frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Like how do they navigate well, that? Build it into your company culture. Talk mm -hmm. about it consistently. Um, talk about it in, in that environment, they're worried about risk. Right. And so, um, and the thing that we're you know usually worried about when we're presenting something like that is that the boss is going to say no to something that means something to us mm. you know if we get if we get turned down on that idea after telling the boss that authentic thing and them saying that's not good for the business that hurts right but you know un i unfortunately it's have tough skin you know present the authentic idea to the boss explain the value that it would bring to the social media campaign and then if they say no you just got to be cool with it and then but like don't stop then don't be like okay that means no authentic stuff they might be thinking like hey like if you want to authentic you know say this thing about whatever situation is going on um or in your life or in the world in the media um bring it to them and if they say no bring something else to them consistently bring it up um, unless they get really offend or annoyed and say, no, no, we just do generic, but you know, then, then maybe, maybe, uh, you know, you know, maybe you have to find a different strategy than being authentic, I guess. But, um, yeah, well, I guess like, they're into just having generic results then. <laughs> right. And that's, and, and that's the thing when you say the value proposition, explain that, explain, yeah. you know, to your boss, like, well, we want engagement, you know? Um, and I, I think, I think there's something too that, um, there's a, there's a relationship that can be built. I, I found that most of my success uh, with social media marketing has been the relationships I can build outside of social media. But, um, you know, certain people have seen, seen me consistently, right, um, on social media posting or on DBR, um, which I don't post as consistently as they all tell you to. 
So that's that's a that's a big that's a big no no, right? You're not you're supposed to be super yeah. consistent, but um, just with the with the amount of effort, at least on DBR and my personal page, um, it's not as it's not as in depth as what I recommend to people when I'm advising them. Uh, but I still build these relationships because people see see all the stuff that's coming out from me, and then I post a podcast I've been on, I post an article I've written, um, or I post you know um, I post something that was interesting from somebody else's page. I share that then they like my page. The first thing I do when somebody likes something um, is I send them a quick message that says like, hey, like, you know, this is obviously not, doesn't work if your scale is massive. But you know, yeah. with, with what I do, um, it's, I get a like, I send a direct message and say, hey, glad you liked that. Um, what did you think about it? Um, and in a comment section, you're on display, but in a private message, they could be like, oh, you know, this is why I liked it. And so I've, I've grabbed, I've grabbed lunch with uh, mainly a lot of estimators because that's, you know, a lot of my posts have to do with that. But um, there's, there's been GCs who want to talk. There's been people who just want to talk about what, what I shared when I send that direct message. And I guarantee you, I would not have gotten lunch with those people if I had just, if they just liked it and moved on their feed, but they like it. I have a point of contact. So now I can direct message them and then set up a meeting or a lunch um, and, and I think people overlook those likes because you had somebody who took, who had enough effort to read what you said and like it. Um, that's that's a click. They spent a click on you, and so they're interested. Yeah, you, you hooked them, and so have a personal conversation with them now. You know, I think that's something that gets left out of a lot of social media marketing. Is like, you know, you respond to comments, but those likes are important too. And so that's something that I, I highly recommend everybody do is every like send a personal message. This is I feel like this is like uh, this is the salesman in you talking for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's like and you don't have to sell. That's the thing. You don't have to sell them on anything. Yeah. Just like say, hey, glad you liked it. What was cool about it? Like, why did you like that? Why? And did, it's just a conversation. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just more this idea of. um like I'm trying to think about it. It's like, cause I always, I always compare like marketing with like romantic relationships. Cause I feel like the parallels are so similar. Um, and mm -hmm. the sense that like, you've got to talk to someone before you ask them on a date, you got to take them on a date before you get serious. And I mean, you know, like there's levels to it. And I feel like with the business mm -hmm. world, um, uh, you, people completely ignore that and they want to go from like, hello, to like being married in uh, like a week or something and mm -hmm. uh, which people do, but you know, it doesn't always work yeah, out. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's usually not a long surprise investment. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and so I, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where like any guy or girl knows that if like they see someone catching their eye from across the room, like there might be some interest, right? Everyone else is ignoring them or, you know, or just not paying attention or whatever else. And so like in a relationship world, we know that means something. But in a social media world, it's like the it's like what you said. It's like unless someone sends us a DM or comments, they're just not interested. But that's not true. You're saying what's true is that if they weren't interested, they wouldn't have even liked the post to begin with. Uh, you know, they wouldn't have looked your way as you were. And uh, and now you have an opportunity to be able to leverage some of that attention, which is good because it takes time and effort to make a post. So yeah. why not leverage? And you it? don't want it to. You don't want it to, you know, like every post that doesn't bring any conversation was how many, how, how long did you spend on it? That was a waste of time. 
and think you gotta you gotta be thinking and this is something that i i always tell people that work with me is that you know if you are investing your time think about yourself as an hourly employee right um obviously if you have an hourly marketing employee you want to see results but there's a lot of people who waste their time um on social media right you might not get the attention like the algorithm might be against you a little bit right um but you can get enough attention from the exact right people if you're careful about who you're tagging, how you're working, and then um, the the relationships that you can build from one post are remarkable. Um, that's actually how I ended up in my master's degree program. Was I just somebody from the school that I'm at was like, hey, like this? Or they just liked they liked one of my posts, and when I said like, what did you like about it? They're like, you you know you think this way, and like a lot of our our students, and I'm like. They reversed me. They sold me on something when I reached out to them. But that's the thing. It's like by being open with the person that that's interested in your post, you're building relationships. And sometimes you'll get sold on stuff too, which is great. I mean, um, in my industry, especially when you have subcontractors like you're that like what you post, you know, you're you're trying to get them, you know, you're trying to get them to send you bids or um, when you know it's so it's like you know they might be selling you on something, which is great. Like we're all on here to do business together. And so, um, yeah, it's the relationships that are getting built uh, and not wasting time, never wasting time. And the sales funnel used to be so much easier when you had a, when you had an email marketing campaign, when you sent out flyers, it was so much less complicated, I think, for, for businesses. You know, you could think about it in more of a, a track, right? Like they called in, now I go and check back in with them consistently because they're interested in a product that I marketed directly to them in an email or a flyer. And I know what the product was. So I can, I can have a sales funnel. I can put them into my CRM. Right. Right. Well, now what you're trying to do is you're trying to social media, right. Um, you're trying to build a relationship with a lot of different people and you never know why you're building the relationship. Um, and that's kind of hard in, in sales funnels. Like, you know, they, you want to break down, well, I have 15 people in the sales funnel because they were interested in this product. Well, I have five people who are going to be potential vendors for me. You know, it's like, but you, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of, you might be wasting some time on some people, but then you're going to get some surprises on other sides. So yeah, it's, it's just being open to being social with people. And it's, um, uh, I, I did a post for AGC or I did an article for AGC a couple of weeks ago that was, it kind of compared my grandpa and his brick masonry business um, to like, what would it look like on social media, right? Um, and it's like the, that building relationships, that getting your name out there, that people people knowing of you, um, that's that's accomplished through social media. And I think a lot of people don't, don't see it as a networking opportunity. They see it as a marketing opportunity. It's like putting out email flyers and it's like, you know, I think there's much more effective ways to do that. <laughs> if you want to just get people interested in a product, you can do it. Facebook ads is fine, but you know, it's like social media is for a different reason. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's comparable to, you know, if you're going to use the logic that um, commenting on people's likes is going to be a potential waste of time for some people, then like people would never do door-to-door -door salesmen exactly or, or cold calling <laughs> or anything else right. because it's like okay well like the odds aren't good for that either but people have mm -hmm. literally made livelihoods doing it um so of course all all marketing has a bit of wasted time in it i mean like it's not like exactly. you convert 100 percent of people so that means like 80 50 30 percent of the time you're wasting your time 
getting through the people mm-hmm. who are actually not interested. But and there's nothing they're not interested. But by just starting a conversation, you've made a point of contact. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, you know, any new friend is a great friend, right? So well, it's that, like, yeah, and that's yeah. like a total Gary V thing where he's like, it, like that was mm-hmm. his thing a couple of years ago. Is like one is greater than zero, and so it's this idea yeah. of like if you do something and you meet one new person, then that's valuable because that's better than meeting nobody. Right. Yeah. So, and it's like, you know, the, you know, make sure that you're spending the amount of time that you need to, to accomplish your goals, but you know, don't, don't spend, don't spend an inordinate amount of time doing this, but you know, like identify that there's going to be wasted time, um, in terms of the, the points of contact that you make are not going to necessarily be sales. And so if you're building a business model, you need to understand that some of this is literally just building good relationships with people, which is useful in other areas, but if you're trying to create this goal of marketing through social media, um, you need to understand that there's going to be some time that's not productive. And so you need to kind of account for that with the amount of hours you dedicate each week to it. So for sure. Yeah. So my question for you is, is let's get a little bit tactical as far as um, if you could walk us through a couple things, maybe three things that construction companies are doing poorly on their social media that could mm-hmm. use some improvement and then maybe three things that you've seen that you've been really impressed by, even if it's yourself, so you're allowed to toot your own horn. Um, but yeah, maybe one outside one, maybe that like, you know, that someone's done something you're like, Hey, like that's actually like pretty clever. Uh, so I love to hear some, some, you know, pluses and minuses that you've seen that, uh, you know, different people who are in the construction industry or any really any sort of service industry like that could really take away from this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One is get on. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a bunch of people who, uh, you know, the employees are on social media and the business is just like a gray circle. Right. Um, yeah. and that's, you know, there's, um, there's interaction that you can have from your employees for Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, and you know, if you just tell your employees that you're on there, that at least li- your employees at least like it. <laughs> so, um, get on is a, is a big one. Um, view it as valuable uh, is the second one. If you don't have enough time to put this into your business model, uh, make time for it sometimes, um, especially if you can get on there and like, if you did nothing else, but message a couple businesses um, on, you know, that are in your field that you'd like to be working with. Um, that's like a, a huge advantage because, you know, you send an email or, you know, call somebody. Um, that's great. Right. But if you message somebody on their social media, um, as well as doing those things, then they're, you're going to stand out, you know? Um, and so, uh, you know, find the people that you're trying to do business with, connect with them on social media, send them private message. Um, and then the, cause the, cause people don't, people just, you would, you know, be either view it as like a place to just post stuff or just kind of like, Oh yeah, that's right. We have a Facebook and forgot about that. Um, <laughs> um, and hopefully I, I imagine that most of the people on that are listening to this that are in construction probably do invest themselves in a little bit of some sort of social media. Um, but then the, the third thing that is, that is not accomplished well on social media by construction companies, uh, is posts about what they're doing. Mm. You have, you have this cool trait, you're doing something that's interesting and people don't post it, you know? Um, and that's, you know, if there's limited, you know, aspects of, uh, of marketing, if you're like on a military base or something, or if there's, uh, if the owner of the, of the 
location doesn't want you to post pictures, but right. you can always ask, you know, always check. The first thing that you do when you're like putting in submittals is say, Hey, can we market what we're doing here on social media? And, you know, can we use this as, as marketing material? And most owners are going to be like, yeah, sure. Whatever construction right. company I'm, I'm in it. I don't care. Whatever you do. So, um, yeah, that's, those are the three big fails. Um, it's not doing private messaging and, um, uh, it's not, not, not getting engaged and stuff, but, um, I would say my favorite thing that construction companies have done is build with media, uh, has, is on LinkedIn. He's a geek. He's so good. <laughs> he loves, loves construct. He loves heavy. He loves uh, heavy civil. He loves dirt. He loves equipment. And so he goes to these different companies and, um, what he does is he's actually marketing for uh, businesses. He's making videos and stuff, but um, he just, he like, he finds these big pieces of equipment and then puts his assistant. He's like, Hey, stand next to that to show how big a person is. And then he just takes a picture and he just writes a little post like, guys, look how big this thing is. And it's just that excitement, that excitement translates through. uh, And I built a relationship with him because of it. I'm like, dude, Hey, like, like, you know, I don't think we have any business together, but like what's up? I'm glad that you're on here, and um, and I'm sure he just gets he gets so much he does he gets he gets a whole lot of business through social media because he has an engaging topic that he focuses on, um, and that's you know um, there's a there's another company on Instagram that um, uh, I'm forgetting their name, but they do an amazing job of showing hands-on work. Um, and so, you know, the first thing is show enthusiasm. That's, that's one of the coolest things I've seen is showing an enthusiasm and, and, and getting engaged. The second thing that's really exciting, um, that I've seen is showing the work and like, there's videos that's like that same satisfaction of like, it's gross, but like, you know, like, like a video of like getting a scab all the way off or like, right. you know, like there's like videos of people like power washing where you see the the all the moss off of a patio, that nice like clean satisfying. line that goes back and yeah. forth. It's like, ooh, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. so clean. Yes. <laughs> um, I saw a guy putting in uh, sod, and he he did the cut, and he put it down next to the sidewalk, and it just fell and fit against the sidewalk, and it was like, oh, that was so satisfying <laughs> to watch. And so um, that's uh, one one of the guys that does does really good ones is uh, Hammer H A M M R. They're actually a social me- a construction social media business. Okay. Um, and they post those videos to Instagram. They're, they're they're primarily for guys in the field to share what they're doing, which is really cool. Um, but their posts to Instagram are all those like satisfying construction moments, and so um, that's that's been really cool. Um, and then my third one, this is just about posts. All three of these are just posts because there's a bunch of strategies that are great. But, um, third one is, uh, I have a guy and it's very controversial, but he posts safety fails, uh, really interesting ones where like, you know, like, uh, a tower, uh, he, uh, he had a, uh, a, a tower that they demoed, but there was, um, there's a lead line tied to it with a tra- tied to a piece of equipment. And it pulled the piece of equipment and knocked over. And it was like a domino effect. And the guy filming it almost got hit by a, a power pole. And he's like, you just never know. Like, <laughs> just like, just be careful. And I'm like, and some people are like, well, you shouldn't like celebrate like fails like that. Cause that's like, people can get hurt. I'm like, yeah, but like, it's also cool because it's like, I never would have thought of that. And so like, for me, it was like, oh, that improved our safety game. I'm so glad he shared that because I would have like 
that like a, a lead line onto the thing we're demoing. And I would never have thought about it, like affecting somebody like, you know, you know, a hundred yards away. And so, right. but yeah, it's, it's good to, I, I like, I love those. I think, and he, he gets these conversations going about safety and like the construction industry, I think bleaches and, and washes safety when it comes to marketing. I think we're scared to share when things don't go right. Um, and I think it's really cool that he finds those and he engages with those because seeing somebody fail, um, uh, growing up, my, when my, my parents' church, the, the pastor always said, let somebody else pay your dumb tax. <laughs> um, don't pay your own dumb tax, right? Uh, <laughs> so, and I love, I love that. I love seeing things that aren't great um, and fails that, I mean, because of some of those fails, we've kept our guys safe. I mean, you, you think about that. That's, he added so much value to our business and I'm sure to everybody else. And so it's a little controversial and there's a bunch of reasons, I'm sure legal stuff. And, but if you can find the right videos and, and engage with those, um, that's super cool. And I, like, I, I feel relieved that there's somebody out there trying to share that. So, um, that might not be feasible for everybody, but it's very cool. <laughs> well, I mean, like realist, but I mean, just steal the idea, do something different. So then just find someone else's construction fail videos and then give your own mm -hmm. two cents on how that could be avoided. And then that way your company is not taking the, uh, the hit liability. On the reputation <laughs> and the liability. Right. You don't have someone from mm -hmm. OSHA like crawling out of the grave to come like give them a, uh, a write up or something. And uh, well, you know I, I mean? my, my concern is usually that you're sharing somebody's video and like, like you, you definitely don't want to give them credit because then that exact problem. But so, yeah, I, yeah. If um, Well, they posted it. Someone uh, posted it. So, they posted it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I, share, yeah. I don't know what to say. Share it around. So, so if they yeah. didn't want but anyone to know that's, about that's it. That's kind of like, that's like the Wendy's thing, right? It's like mm -hmm. if they comment like, oh man, like I can't believe you're sharing it. Like you shared it. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah so that's i've i've thoroughly enjoyed that but yeah no that's good that's good advice and um i think that's something that i should be engaging with more i'm just i'm so i still have tendencies of being nervous about sharing some stuff and it's like yeah like if if there's a if there's a little bit of pushback that might even be interesting enough to start getting more noticed on the social media feed you know so yeah yeah that that's been exciting but that's cool no, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, hopefully, I'm sure someone could take away some amazing tips from that. Um, and, and like you said, so much of it is just showing up to begin with. Um, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, there's there's so many companies that just aren't on there. And, uh, you know, and let's be honest, people are glued to their phones. And, uh, it, you know, it's not just like a 12 year old. And it's not just a mom looking at yoga videos. I mean, people who mm -hmm. do construction are on their phone, too. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. hopefully not during, not on the construction site, but uh, <laughs> not while you're working. Yeah. yeah right. Swinging a hammer, just checking their Instagram. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, and, and you're right. Like, I think it's, I think people sometimes underestimate how fascinating what they do is like, you forget that there is a show on TV about gold mining. I mean, right. that's right. gotta be not interesting, like 99.5% of the time. And yet there is a full-fledged TV production show about it. And, um, you know, it is just like, 
So if if something that not interesting is getting actual airtime on TV, then you putting assembling a building is significantly more mm-hmm. interesting. And I you know, I mean, it, I worked in an AV company for a while, so we were doing um, mm-hmm. like low volt through uh, houses. And for me, it was so fascinating mm-hmm. to see the skeleton of a house and see how it all comes together and where they ran wires and what did they do for AC ducting. And like, I didn't do any of those things, but it was fascinating because for me, it was always cool to see like the guts of something and how something worked. I think it's like the secret yeah, engineer uh, part of me or something where it's, it's like- the inclination of what his home may look like. What's it? What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> In the office still. I was like, is he um, talking to me? So, but it's just fascinating no, yeah, to be able to sorry. see things from both ends. And, and you know, like mm-hmm. I was making a post the other day about how awesome behind the scenes videos are. Like not everything has to be like a produced piece of content. Like behind the scenes stuff for something like construction is amazing because people are so mm-hmm. not handy these days that like just about <laughs> anything you show them is going to be fascinating. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a guy on YouTube, Matt Bangs Wood, and he's awesome. And he's a framer and he like every project he has like steps and he uh, wears a GoPro on his hard hat the whole time. And, and he's just, he's just sharing what it looks like. And it's, he's got commentary on it, but it's like really all the videos are is all right, here's the trusses. They're coming down the crane <laughs> and like, it just gets so many views and it's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's just, I agree. Um, there's a, I think the hardest pushback, especially in construction, is a lot of the guys in the field who own the companies. Um, and then, you know, somebody, you know, like somebody recommends that they do social media and they're just like, well, that's silly. Like, you know, that's not that's not something that construction people do. And I'm like, first of all, I think if you want to start encouraging people to get into the trades, if you want to get encourage people to start getting into construction, you got to start being on social media. It's just kind of part of how the world works now. Um, and so got to make it more viable career. And I think every little, every small business has a part in that, you know, cause you have a network of people and you, you as a construction owner, like, you know, that being in the trades is a great career path. And like, if while you're working the trades, like, like, like while I was working, I went to school to get my bachelor's and like, that was, that was a way to get into the office. And now I have an awesome career because I started doing construction, you know, and it's like, I think I think every business owner in construction thinks the same way that yeah more young people should get into construction and then like well put your time where your mouth is you know it's like if you really do then like get get your name out there get what you do out there share about what you do um, and I think that's such a cool like social thing that we can be doing um, on top of selling you know you're you're just sharing what you do right and making your voice more heard to your community so. You know, yeah. I'd never thought about that. Like, I understand business promotion for sure, but I had never thought about the fact that like almost every industry is is hurting for people, not only just from a volume sense, but just from an aging out sense. Like, uh, I remember reading an article the other day that was like the average age of a welder is like 60 or something like that. And it was like they were spending money hand over fist to try to get people into intern programs to get trained to do it because they just might not have any welders. Like there just may not be any. And it's right. like, what a wild problem to have. Who would have guessed? And uh, to be mm-hmm. able to really, I mean, if, if a company doesn't have enough people, then they've got to have some sort of presence where they can share about their company culture, what's it like to work for them, what cool projects they're going to be on to. Because at the end of the day, if you're a constructionist, because you're like making crap, 
And so like, if, yeah, you're, right. making, if you're making cool crap, then I think I'm going to go mm-hmm. work for that company. Like, I mean, like even with my AV experience, right. like there's, there's jobs I did that were boring and there's jobs that I did that were exciting. And so it's not like all jobs are created equal. And so if you're a company who's doing interesting things and you want people to be a part of it, well, they, they kind of have to know about it. Right. Exactly. And, and when some, you know, when you have a, a job offer out there, you want people to be able to go somewhere and see a history of things you've done. Um, and a website's great, but more people are used to going down a social media wall. Yeah. So if they go to your company and they see your Facebook or your LinkedIn and they just scroll, they're going to know way more about you because our brains have been trained to use social media as opposed to a website is so archaic in its structure now. And so, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, that's another thing is I always recommend people change their websites to that, to the, uh, the model where it scrolls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if anybody like listening is familiar with stuff. The, yeah. Yeah. So instead of like, instead of having a website where you click to a new page for, you know, you're about us or whatever, um, it's just where you scroll down, you can get the entire content of the website. It's, it's so much more engaging. And I don't think a lot of business owners realize that, but it's right. ours is not like that. DVR is not like that yet because yet. we need to spend the time to do it right. <laughs> but we, yeah. that's our, that's our next goal is to do that. So, yeah. That's cool. I, I don't know. I I, 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 I got to be a little bit conscious of our time. I have a, I have a call it too, but I wanted yeah. <laughs> to, the one last thing I think I wanted to ask you because of the position you're in where you're working inside of a company. So you're not calling all of the shots, right? Is mm-hmm. uh, what we talked about earlier, which is when you're pitching an idea, when you're pitching an idea, how do you go about creating the framework for that idea so that it makes sense for your bosses, right? Because it's like you said, uh, when you share an idea, especially as a creative, there's a, a personal bit to that that can be a little bit challenging. And I think sometimes creators just expect people to trust them, but really <laughs> have no, no, they've never given anyone a reason why. I mean, certainly like over a period of job, like history at a job, like you get some credibility. But if you're going to take a risk, you got to be able to like sell it. And so how do you mm-hmm. go about... Um, creating some explanation when you start getting pushback for an idea yeah so i'm i'm a proposal guy so unfortunately um there's a lot of people out there who don't who are creatives who don't have the experience of building proposals or you know creating a value statement right um but from a from a quick point of view first of all if you're a creative i would highly recommend that they go and uh and look at what building a proposal looks like um there's plenty of resources on google Building proposals, like in a more structured sense, is also for inside your company. And I can't stress that enough. When you're trying to sell something, think through all the things that you would think through in a proposal. You know, like, who are we Who are we targeting? Why am I doing this activity? What is the value that gets brought to the business? Um, do I have any examples of other people doing it? Um, do I have, like, you know, competition? And, and can, I, can I show that it's valuable and it works? Um, and you know, on top of everything else, you know, create some mock-ups of what you want to do. If it's, if it's visual, definitely create some mock-ups. If it's a, if it, you know, learn how to write a, a story, uh, a storyboard, if you're going to make a video, you know, um, there's resources on Google, make your internal proposals better. Um, if, if this, and if you feel like, if you feel like that's going to take too much time, think about the amount of time that you're going to waste thinking through ideas that are going to get shot down because you didn't explain them well. 
That's fair. Um, and you'll get faster at it. You know, the more proposals you do, then you have these little formats and you can kind of make them quicker. So start, if, if you have some money that you're reporting to and you're trying to create content, learn how to write proposals, learn how to do market research, and you'll get faster at it as time goes on. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. think that's super helpful. I really just think that a lot of people, like I said, they're just, they're just hoping that like someone will just embrace a cool idea. But, you know, even mm -hmm. anyone in leadership knows that just like a cool idea, unless it like makes sense to the other person, isn't really that cool of an idea. And they're going to have a really hard time getting buy in. Um, and mm -hmm. so uh, I love that you, you said that even is internally, because like I always think of proposals as externally. And I think that's because, you know, I, it's literally me. I'm like the the head of the company for the agency. And then I have a part time employee and and her and I talk about things a lot. So there's really no proposals that happen. Uh, but if we started right. growing, we certainly need that where like if someone wants me to say OK to something and dedicate resources and money and time to that, like it's got to make sense. Um, and mm -hmm. just because they're not an external person doesn't change that. So I love that. Uh, so thank you for that helpful hint. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I think there's just like some super tactical stuff that people uh, can really take away from this uh, to be able to grow their business no matter what they're in, but especially if they're in a service industry and especially if it's construction mm -hmm. to be able to just find new ways of standing out and making sure that they're engaged in the conversation. And I know for me, the thing that I took away from this conversation the most was just like relationship, 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 you know, just like make social media social, um, just use it as another way of communicating and building like essentially network and, and friends and people. These are human beings, right? Mm -hmm. That you're building relationships with and not just a place to post. And so that, that was mm -hmm. a, definitely at least my big takeaway on this. And I hope that other people get inspired in that way as well. Good. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate that. Cool. So, and then if you could, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put links and stuff like that in the, the comments, but Sweet. if you just want to give out a shout out real quick to where people can find you, that'd be super helpful. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn, uh, is my main source of, uh, activity. Average old savage is my, is my handle. So Instagram, LinkedIn, average old savage, um, is a place to find me on TikTok too. It's just dumb videos with me and my kids, but Average old savage <laughs> is me. And then nice. um, AGC business development. Um, really, if you're looking for tips and how to do this, AGC business development, that's a lot of free resources. So Sweet. Awesome, man. Well, thank you right? so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, you have a good one, man. want to cause no problems. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Me and my dons ain't mobsters, but you know when you see imposters. We know how to read them faces, same way you know how to read them comments. If you want to talk, let's talk. But right here, make sure you walk and your talk is constant. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Death to Vanilla podcast. Now, if you made it this far, I'm guessing you probably heard something that was inspiring or helpful, and we would love to hear about it. So if you could drop that information in the comments or shoot me an email, steven at burkhartcreativeagency.com, that would go a long way to helping us choose guests and create content that really bring you value. Now, Instagram is my favorite social media platform, but I'm sure you have yours. And so we encourage you to find us on your favorite platform so that you have a chance to learn more about marketing that can help you out. Now they say a rising tide rises all boats. So we ask that you would like, subscribe and follow us. So that way the traffic that we get to our channel helps all of the guests that have been on. Our traffic is their traffic and that helps everybody out and it's super easy to do. So if you could rate us, like us, add us, follow us, 
whatever you need to do to help us out, that would go a long way. So we appreciate you and hope to catch you on the next episode of the Death of Vanilla podcast.